We're live, baby. Dr. Mike Parzak, Sky Warren Check. It's yo, yo. the damn good day show, baby. Specializing in health and wellness and all the good vibes. How y'all doing today, baby? It's a damn good Sunday. It's a damn good Sunday. And today we are about to do Recovery Sunday. Absolutely. And recovery Sunday is a vibe because typically, you know, in my entire 20s, when I thought about the weekends, the thing that I would look forward to the most is going to the bars, getting a nice pregame, trying yep. to get some ladies over for the pregame, then trying to go to the bar and you know do that whole thing over and over and over. But the older I get, I find more and more that I have zero interest in doing that. And not completely zero interest, but just <laughs> mostly the alcohol effect, you know, just the the bad decisions that come when you go out or you're out after 12. Now we're doing this thing called Recovery Sunday <laughs> where a bunch of the homies come through and the homettes, the girl version of homies, and uh, we do recovery activities. So today we're going to do a breathwork session uh, led by Sky Warren Check. Yep. Uh, we're going to do the cold plunge. Mm-hmm. We're going to then do a big workout led by Adam Freider, who you're going to meet soon. Adam's the man. Excited. Yeah, he's awesome. Such a cool guy. And then we're going to do the sauna and we're going to do uh, some stretching and then we're going to cook a huge steak dinner. And, uh, and everybody's getting adjusted. Don't forget about that. And, and the adjustments got the table. We're good to go. Parzak. Let's go, baby. <laughs> yeah, congratulations on building and growing your practice grassroots. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Like you've been going. Tell us about what you've been doing with the fitness thing. You've been going to the gyms. Uh, well, so I just started working with a trainer um, in downtown Fort Lauderdale. Um, they're through company Legacy Fitness, which they're in Miami as well. They have a few locations. Uh, Shout out my boy, Giordano. Um, Just paying more money, man. Honestly, you know, um, I feel like with an athletic background, like both of us have, you always grow up being like, oh, I know how to work out. Like, you know, I can do it on my own. Right. Um, But when I work out with this, it's different. It's not the same as when I work out by myself. That's for sure. Yeah. When you're in a group, it's definitely brings out just some primal energy. I mean, when you're playing sports, you push harder when the mm-hmm. homie's next to you trying to pick up the ground ball during lacrosse practice than you would when you're by yourself. You have to be a real disciplined freak to work out that hard by yourself. A hundred percent. And I think most people can't do it. And I typically don't sometimes maybe, but that's why I like the recovery Sundays as well. Like sky is always forcing us to do the ice bath. Me and you don't really like the ice bath, even, even though we do it all the time. Like Proud we, of it. Proud we of don't really it, like it. It sucks. Dude. It sucks. It's, I feel great afterwards. I feel accomplished, but like, I don't like getting in there, but I'm here. You guys are doing it. Like, I'm not going to not do it. Well, what's great about the ice bath is that, first of all, you know, Sky lived with the Iceman right. for two weeks and got programmed mm-hmm. into the amazingness that is the ice bath. And I almost feel like we should do that experience too, or something like that. I would love to. I I think Wim Hof is like an incredible human being. Like his story is amazing. If no one's looked it up, it's like unbelievable. Yeah. Him and uh, David Blaine is another one of those just crazy humans in this world <laughs> that are just doing immaculate things with their life. Yeah. The They're one both- thing I love about Wim is that, you know, out of any of these gurus or these types of people, I think Wim is just so true to his core and even just so much separated from his business that his life is just getting outside, getting in the cold, getting the light exposure and exercising all day. And, you know, his son uh, essentially runs his business and that's how detached he is. He doesn't even really know that what's going on there. 
yeah, he could monetize that so much more with what he's done, but that's not his goal and his focus. So he seems very genuine. And a lot of what he preaches, again, isn't very salesy. It's a lot of free stuff, right? Getting in the cold, you could take cold showers. You don't need a plunge. Um, the breath work is free, right? So that's why I like a lot of that health stuff because a lot of what we talk about with health and wellness costs a lot of money. And that's really the only reason people don't do it, right? The the expensive blood tests, things like that, right? Like the only barrier is cost. Right. Yeah, the only barrier is cost. And then working through traditional Western medicine with healthcare is a, is a big deal too. Shit it's hard. is expensive. Yeah. <laughs> Even when you have insurance, you know what? I hear it all the time, my whole career with chiropractic. I have great insurance. I have the best insurance, but it still doesn't cover hardly anything. Well, chiropractic is one of those things that's still not fully. It is. Um, it always depends on your plan and everything. But either way, you got deductibles, you have co-pays, you pay in the end, right? Like I just got pretty extensive blood work done, ran it through my insurance. It was like a $30 copay, uh, $20 like blood draw fee. And I was like, sweet, 50 bucks. That's nothing. That's amazing. Easy. And then they send me a bill for another like 95 bucks a month later. I do the math and it's like, well, the cash rate to do all those labs would have been like 40 bucks more. Not like a huge price difference. And I'm spending monthly fees on insurance premiums, right? When you walk into a hospital or a healthcare establishment, prepare to just get Jones. <laughs> so... What we're going to start doing on the Damn Good Day show is, is really focusing the entire content on health and wellness and recovery and performance and feeling good, vitality, just you know, living life as, as well as possible. And I think that wellness isn't supposed to be 100%, con like 100% every day you do these things like a Brian Johnson. I think that that's like unhealthy at some level yeah. and un unrealistic, right? So my thing is, is that if you can be like 90, 95% healthy for the most part, that's a really good sign. But I think it's okay to have a vice. It's okay to have some drinks. It's okay to smoke a cigar. It's okay to, you know, do these things that might not be entirely great for you uh, if you're able to balance and in, in every other way of life. But, you know, for me personally, I've still, you know, I'm like so much better than I used to be in terms of my health. Like yeah. for sure. I understand how to deal with it. Colonics have helped a lot. Um, getting my butt just pumped with water. It's, it's a very strange experience. Oh, man. Doing them weekly right now. I'm telling you, after I do a colonic, I feel absolutely unbelievable. But anyways, I've been doing a lot of tests. I've probably dropped like three to $4,000 on tests. Yeah. And it's not easy. Like some people think like, oh, well, if you got money, you can spend money. It's never easy to drop money on tests. No. Because you're going to get a piece of paper. Yeah, that, all you're getting is a piece of paper. And now, now you have to do something about it. Right. It's all just evidence that gets you to closer to how much money you're really going to have to spend, right? But uh, I've been doing a lot of DNA tests. So I did one with Nebula Genomics. Mm -hmm. they're, uh, they're the best out there. They're the most expensive. Um, and they also have a membership fee. And the reason they have a fee is that when you do a test with them, they're constantly doing new studies and getting new information about DNA. Mm. So when they learn something new, they keep your DNA on file and then they'll send you updated reports on like a monthly quarterly basis based on the newest reports that have come in, which I thought was really cool. But yeah. I also listened to the, the recent Joe Rogan podcast with um, what's his name? 10 X health. Uh, Gary Brecca with Gary Brecca. And uh, 
he was spitting some serious facts. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. Gary Brecker to me comes off as like a legit like snake oil salesperson, <laughs> but he knows his shit. Yeah, and, a, lo- a uh, lot of what he says is very accurate and stuff that I've been reading about from a ton of other sources. Like the whole methylation thing that he's super big on is something that's been talked about in health for a long time. Um, and it's fascinating. And you know, you, when you go to the doctor and you get a diagnosis of like high cholesterol, what do they tell you? Get on statins. Uh, well, at first they might be like, all right, let's try changing your diet, right? We'll check back in six months. I've heard that from a lot of my patients, right? And then they switch up their diet to what they think is healthy, right? Which is probably still trash. But anyways, they try to do better. And then they retest and the cholesterol is still high. Then the doctor says, what? It's your genetics. Oh, your parents had it. Oh, it's genetics. But we never do genetic testing or kind of get to that root cause, that source. It's just kind of in that same medical pharmaceutical model of, oh, we'll just take this drug for the rest of your life. That whole sort of thing. So it's, I like that aspect of genetic testing. I also like how you don't have to repeat it. Once you have the test, it's done. So for me, like... In the past, I've had gallbladder checks and I have gallbladder sludge and gallbladder polyps. Mm -hmm. Basically, that's a precursor to gallbladder stones. And the thing with your gallbladder is this little pear-like sac that sits above your liver and it's supposed to excrete bile into your liver. Yep. That bile is then supposed to lubricate your intestines to Mm -hmm. help food go through. I've had gallbladder pain for a long time and it's it's also one of the biggest surgeries in America that people do. I think it's like number one, actually. Very common. It's crazy. And people are quick to take out their their gallbladder, and and I might be someone that does that in the future, but I also have adopted this philosophy that we shouldn't just be removing organs. (laughs) Yeah, no. General rule for me, I would say, is avoid surgery at all costs. Like, we're lucky to have the surgeons we do nowadays. Um, Shout out your brother. I I got in such big (laughs) arguments with my brother. No, seriously, like, we get in legitimate arguments, like, angry arguments. I get angry at him. Yeah, because he's such a surgeon. He's such like a... Just get in there and cut it out, bro. What yeah, you, you 100%. Know? Like, well, And then when I try to tell him, he's like, oh, well, I've been in med school for 14 years. <laughs> what do you know? No, li- listen, we, we really are super lucky to have the surgeries, the surgeons and surgeries that we do nowadays. Like my grandfather had his knee redone like three, four times. Now you go in and get your knee replaced and you're like walking that day. It's like amazing what they can do, but you're still risking a high risk of infection anytime you're opening up the body. I mean, you can look up and talk to people who've had surgeries. There's metal left in the body. There's all these issues that could come about from surgery. So general rule, you should probably try to avoid it. Yeah. So the other alternative, if you have gallbladder sludge and you have these polyps, you don't want the stones to stay where they are. But it's also a, a quite a dangerous process to remove them because they can get stuck in your bile ducts and then it causes even worse pain and makes the whole problem worse. Mm-hmm. But what are you going to do? Just like not work on the problem and just take your gallbladder out surgically. So I think you got to try the other thing. That's so, what most people do. That's I mean, that, and that's the traditional medical route is just like, yeah, try to do better with your diet and we'll see you in a little while. Right. So what I'm doing, though, is the the other route, which is the, you know, you're using things like olive oil to help flush out the stones. There's these detoxes and these cleanses. I don't have them completely dialed right now, but I'm going to do about four or five of them Mm -hmm. over the next six weeks, like almost every other week. And I'm only eating foods that are really advantageous to uh, not like basically not a lot of high like 
fat and high uh yep. high protein types of meals because you require that bile. You need to a lot of bile, down. right? Exactly. <laughs> so eating a lot of beets, asparagus, carrots, you know, some avocado, um, but things that are going to be easier to digest. Yeah, beets are good. Beets will thin your bile. And bile is really important too for detoxification. So we're always exposed to all these different toxins in our environment, whether it's the metal in the water, pesticides in the food, whatever it is, um, your body needs to eliminate that, right? And bile is part of that. So, and it's also with the fat metabolism, like you said. So it's all connected. And that's why the genetic testing can be pretty interesting because everybody's different. You know, we get in all these arguments with diet too, right? What's the best diet? But like, if you don't have good bile flow, you're not going to want to go keto. You're not going to want to go uh, animal-based, which is popular now, um, because you do, your liver and your gallbladder aren't working at a at a level to tolerate that amount of fat and protein. I uh, I was looking to talking to a nutritionist uh, because I'm on this path towards super health. You know, I want to really just dial in my body. Which again, going back to the money thing, like if there's one thing to spend money on, it's health. Yeah. You know, if I, you know, when we all become super successful, like all I want to do is get the super expensive health shit yeah, and, yeah. And, and be able to live that life, you know? <laughs> uh, but overeating is a big cause of a lot of people's issues mm-hmm. is that, you know, the second food goes into the mouth, you're supposed to have adequate amount of saliva to help break it down. People typically eat too fast. And if they eat too fast, you're not going to have enough saliva, you know, breaking down all that food. And then it goes down in your stomach and then it's got to get broken down by the acid and then it goes through the whole system. But if yep. you eat just too much, you're going to get blocked up. And what the issue with that is, is that your body, for me particularly, I'm not able to, you know, essentially poop all of that food out in, in one or two sittings or three sittings or sometimes a week. And when you have constipation or you're eating too much, or you get diarrhea, your body's actually not absorbing the food correctly and right. then toxins start to form. Mm-hmm. The reason why the colonics are so satisfying is that when you're seeing the shit leave your system, <laughs> you can see like that's candida, like that's toxic something. That's some fucked up worm, you know, you're like not an actual worm, but <laughs> sometimes, sometimes it's worms. people who do colonics say that they get those all the time. Yeah, I mean, it's and it makes sense. If you just take a bunch of poop and put it into anything, micro microorganisms are going to form. If you do that outside, that's the same. We are just a bunch of you know, hydrogen and carbon just rolling around in the, <laughs> in the form of a human. And bugs and stuff live in our stomachs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's bacteria everywhere. You're not getting rid of bacteria. I think the important thing to keep in mind with health is all about a balance. It's like not too much, not too little kind of thing. Um, and that's for everyone always consistently, right? Like we always like to think of our bodies as like a car, right? Oh, I have gallbladder issues. Let me go remove it, sew it back up. I'm good to go, right? But now what does your liver have to do now that your gallbladder is gone, right? So it's all about a balance always. And I think it's something that we have to deal with always, mm-hmm. no matter who you are, right? You're never going to be perfect. So, you know, like you said earlier, like, you don't want to be stressing mentally about every single thing you put in your body because then mentally your health is going to be poor. And I could argue that that's worse than having some vices here and there or having some cheat meals here and there. Totally. Yeah, that's a really, really good point. I was talking to this girl and she's like, you know, you're really stressed. And I always tell her, I'm like, I'm not. 
<laughs> like I'm not stressed. How do you know if you are? That's the question. How do you know if you How are? How do you know if you're stressed? <laughs> I mean, Whoop tells me that, you know, you there's a stress monitor on Whoop, which is really cool. But that's the heart rate variability, right? Yeah, I think it's, um, I don't know how they calculate it, mm-hmm. but they have a separate analytic called stress monitor. Yeah. That's from a one to a three throughout the day. And it's definitely accurate because there's been times when I've been on like a big sales call and I know like my heart's pumping and that shit is just three and out, you know? Well, that's a great way to do it. I mean, a lot of chiropractors use heart rate variability at the beginning of a care plan and at the end, and you can see the differences between uh, the individual. So heart rate variability is one way to measure that stress. Yeah, that's interesting. But lowering stress is, is huge. It's interesting that you mentioned like when you are in that stressed out zone, you're in that fight or flight mode, your digestion's going to get slowed. Mm-hmm. You're going to stop, you know, being able to, you know, it's interesting going back to it. Simplifying life is the healthiest thing you can do. Probably. Probably, right? A standard type of world, it's you have this one job within a community and you're always worried about taking care of others, not thinking about yourself. Mm-hmm. And you're going outside, you're, the foot's, you know, your feet are touching the ground, you're getting the sun, you're you know, taking pride in your work, whether that's harvesting vegetables or whether that's you know, mining for gold, whatever <laughs> it is. you know. But nowadays, it's 24-7. There's 8 million different things you can pursue. Yep. There's 8 million different things that are getting our brains all jacked up all mm-hmm. the time. And there's so much different information. You can go find, you go turn on the news, everyone's dying, everything's falling apart. There's eight new things that you've never heard about, you got to catch up on. There's just so much shit. So even when I was in San Juan del Sur just recently, my digestion was way better. Yeah. I felt better. I felt like cleaner. I was eating fresh, fresh fruit. I don't really eat fruit here anymore. It just doesn't taste the same. Mm-hmm. But when I was there, I was like, oh my God, that dragon fruit, that papaya. <laughs> and we're in Miami too, where fruit is like, native yeah it's not like we're in new york anymore you know where all that shit's got to get shipped up from mexico the mangoes are still fire you can't beat we got good mangoes you can't beat the miami mango (laughs) but even the florida orange you don't even know where that thing's coming from these days yeah it's complicated man it's complicated but i think that the more that you can simplify your life it's Mm going to be lead to a better existence which is why i'm so excited to get my animal get my cat because things, simple things like having dogs or pets, they give you purpose beyond every day. And you're able to just like remove focus. Like when your dog runs up to you, how happy do you just oh, feel? Oh, it's the best. It's the best. That's the biggest stress reliever. You're and like, even, even like at night when it's like late and you're like, oh, I don't want to take the dog out right now. You do it and you get outside and you're like, all right, this is kind of nice. I get outside. It like forces me to move my body around. I think having a dog makes you healthier for sure. Definitely. Having a cat. Yeah, I don't know about the cat thing. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm going to be that guy that walks the cat around the block. <laughs> that, see, that I'd like to see. Yeah, I think I, think I have to. The Maine Coon. I think, <laughs> I think it's going to be walking this thing in the backyard. That thing would smash a lot of these smaller dogs out They're here. Chasing the, the geese around. The rooster. <laughs> yeah, cats are crazy. Cats kill so many animals. <laughs> they keep the rats in check around Cats here. literally kill like billions of animals. They're like actually, it, if, you, if you look it up, like the amount of like birds and rats and mice and things that cats kill on a daily basis, it's insane. Are, are Maine Coons big like hunting cats? Yeah. They were okay. originally like bred for, for catting. Uh, <laughs> not okay. catting. Uh, 
there's a certain <laughs> word for it like mouse mouse hunting or something it's something like that barn cats do yeah sky look this up here yeah, they were supposed to i think they were originally built for mousers mousers is what i was trying that's to. that's what at. it's called mousers look how gorgeous and fluffy that thing is he's scoping out the real estate here yeah, he's just looking at it i am pretty sure there's like a gopher in the backyard so he might be hunting the oh there's a gopher in the backyard well there's always these random holes and yeah, i don't know if you've noticed them but they move around there's something back there digging for anyone that doesn't know sky's my roommate so <laughs> that'd be interesting because i want to seal the gopher better get a heads up before i potentially put this turf in you know what i'm saying yeah, he ain't gonna be digging through that yeah I... <laughs> what did you learn this week at work what did i learn this week learn at work in the world of chiropractic which mm. encompasses so much you know, chiropractic is everything from adjusting the muscles, adjusting, you know, your bones. You hear all that crack ASMR. You start posting new content. Congratulations. Trying. I'm trying to trying to do better on that. Um, <laughs> thank you, Sky. Thank you. Uh, there's always something to learn from, you know, each individual, each patient, because everybody's so different. Um, so not everybody fits inside that same little box. Um, but the practice I'm in now, we see clients a lot more frequently earlier on, um, which is new for me. Um, and I like it a lot better. We seem to be getting much better results. Um, and what we tell everybody is repetition leads to results. So the same thing, whether you're talking about diet, um, exercise, right? Like if you're not consistent, you're not really going to get huge results, right? So a lot of people come in and we're seeing them two to three times a week initially. And they're like, and that's a lot, you know, it's a lot of time, like uh, all that, but your posture is always changing. Right. And most people are stuck at a desk all day. Right. I mean, I, I go out and meet people all the time and they're always like, Oh my God, can you crack my back? I sit at a desk all day. I'm always hurt. You know, one or two adjustments, like you'll feel better, but are we actually going to solve any problems? Right. So, um, in the practice I'm in now, you know, we take full series of x-rays in the beginning and we put together a plan to actually correct some of those spinal curves and some of your posture um, so that we actually are getting like a, some sort of conclusion at the end. We're not just, you know, cracking your bones. It's not some party trick just to get you to feel better initially, right? We actually want to correct the problem. Um, and your posture changes everything. Yeah. And that's also really good for your practice because it makes people feel like what they're doing is, is working. You have something to really measure against. Which is yeah. tough with supplements because you never know if supplements are really working. Without doing three, four, five hundred dollar lab testing every six months, which who can afford and wants to do that, right? No one. You know, we do x-rays at the beginning. We do x-rays at the end. We talk everybody through it. It's stuff you can look up yourself. So, you know, when our patients come in, they are able to see the difference from when they came in and where they're at. And then it gives them a blueprint of where they need to go down in the future. So they can make the best decision for themselves too. What's cool about chiropractic versus, you know, the more of the Eastern medicine, if you would, is that Western. Well, uh, cause chiropractic is con considered Western a hundred percent. No, not, not typically, but cause Western is going to be like your, your typical doctor. Yeah. 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 So I was saying it's a little bit more Eastern. 
in the You're sense right, right. I got you. that basically like you think about things more holistically, more mm-hmm. nutritionally. Again, this is all going to be individual because now we're just stereotyping because there's like amazing doctors out there. Yeah, you know, for that, sure. That for do sure. all this stuff. Right. But the stereotypical world is that doctors live by insurance. Insurance is what pays their bills. So they're going to naturally refer things that yeah. pay their bills. Like it makes complete sense. Yeah. Chiropractic, very little is covered by insurance. A lot of it's still out of pocket. And uh, for that reason, you know, you're you're playing a different incentivized game. And the chiropractors I know, you, um, Josh Levine, um, Dr. Jason, like all of you guys like focus on holistic health yep. and, and moving and getting your body feeling good beyond that. And that's something I love about it. It's movement is probably the number one thing I'll tell patients to do. And I don't even care what it is, but if you're consistently moving your body, that's going to improve your gut health. It's going to improve your mental health. It's all about blood flow and fluid flow in the body. If you're stagnant, things will break down. Things will accumulate. Um, and it's not good for the body. And a lot of times people go into holistic practices, whether it's chiropractic, acupuncture, whatever, and they try it once or twice and they're like, well, it didn't work, right? It didn't work. Yeah, I'm guilty of doing that. I've done and, that. And, and so am I in a lot of things too. Because um, we want results, right? We spend money, we want results. That's That's how we're programmed, right? But the human body doesn't work like that. If you're eating like shit and you're constantly inflamed, you go get adjusted adjustment's not really going to hold for very long, right? Same scenario, you work at a desk, you know, you're eating like shit all day, you're eating sugar, drinking sugar coffees for breakfast, carbs all day, you go get an acupuncture session, you're not likely to see the like amazing results that a lot of people see with those therapies um, because your lifestyle is not there and you don't give it enough of a of an opportunity to, to see the results. Yeah, that's why the big mission of damn good day moving forward is I want to empower people to become their own health advocates. Right. Cause that's the biggest thing you need to make the shift mentally towards people are going to take care of me to, I need to take care of myself because the reality is, is that yeah, you go to the doctor and you assume the doctor is going to fix you and then you don't get fixed. You go through more pain and misery and then eventually you realize the doctor is not going to fix you. And then you get really depressed and sad because you don't know what to do because the doctor is not going to fix you. Then you realize you have to go fix yourself. Right. And then that's scary as hell because you have no medical experience. You have no training. What yeah. the heck are you going to do if a doctor after 30 years of doing this can't do it? You know, then you get into the situation where you get despair and then you don't know what to do. So then you just return to different vices and it gets worse and compounds versus the person that looks at themselves as their own you know, individual case. They record their results. They look up the tests. A lot of this stuff isn't that complicated. Creating the methylation test is probably extremely complicated. Right. But getting a methylation test is not that complicated. Yeah. And if, and if one of those markers comes up, it's a very simple supplementation solution. It's really, like you said, a lot of the stuff is easy. And when we go over x-rays, like we show people what's normal and where they're at. We show them specific thing. Everybody gets it. Nobody leaves our office confused about what's going on with their x-rays. Like you said, a lot of it's not that complicated. If someone can sit down and explain it in a, in a digestible way. Yeah. This is a, another tangent, but working out is so different than it used to be. We all used to do things like bench press, squats, like heavy squats, um, heavy deadlifts. But I think I can speak for all of us that that seems to kind of be phasing out. 
just because a lot of us do the same type of workouts. It's more like the simple stuff like push-ups and pull-ups and, and, yeah. and being able to build muscle. Because it's so interesting. Like the one for sure fact is that people that have more muscle live longer. Yeah. And weightlifting in that way that we used to is like, it's just hard in your joints. And it will wear out your joints. And if you're lifting incredibly heavy without perfect form, like you're going to gonna wear out your cartilage. I mean, how many people get their knees and hip, hips replaced nowadays? Like, it's insane. I've had so many clients with knee and hip replacements. Like, and we look at it now as like normal, right? Or like people, they're, I see arthritis in people's spines every day, every day that I work. And people are like, ah, I'm just old, man. I'm just, I'm just old. Like 50 year olds say it to me like, no, that's not a normal process in the human body. It means something is breaking down. It's common, but it's not normal. Yeah. I hate that. It's such a shitty feeling for people that care about health when they hear someone older that just won't change. You know, I've done this for 40 years. I ain't going to change it up now. (laughs) Well, because it's going to take a level of education, effort and money. And that's what people don't want. They're, everybody's already too busy and too stressed. Now they got to pick up a book. They got to go spend money. It's like, it's, it's a lot for people mentally, I think. You made a great point. You work a f- 60 hours a week. When do you have the time? Uh, those, Alexa, turn podcast warm. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Alexa, it's podcast time. Alexa. Oh, there we go. Um, a lot of people just don't have the time in their day. They're working 60 hours a week. It takes a lot of time to learn this shit. Yeah. And when I say a lot of time, it's not that much time, but it's enough time to be a huge inconvenience. Yeah. Like for me, you know, I've, I've really dedicated, you know, the past few months to go all in on this. I almost feel like I'm in med school, but like self-educating and yeah. taking as much courses as I need. Courses are great because literally these people already done the research and they just put it into a digestible format. But uh, it's it's when do you have the time to do it? And it's like most people want that get healthy quick thing because they don't have the time. Imagine like a like a mother that works a full time job, right. has kids. Yeah, she has like an hour a day. Yeah, and you want them to read a six hundred page medical book with intense latin terminology like that's that's a lot to ask for an average person which is why it's easy when you go on tiktok and they say eat this instead yeah, of yeah, this yeah. you go to <laughs> or, or gary brecca's like if you have a headache put salt in your water and drink it and your headache will go away i saw that video i'm like tell that to someone with chronic migraines or headaches they'll tell you they're gonna tell you that's not gonna work right, right. It's, it's more complicated than that but that's the social media era we're in with health Totally. And I think what's important is creating a community of people that are all down to learn together, which is what damn good day is going to be all about. Absolutely. You know, anyone that joins a damn good day Facebook group, it's going to be an open forum to talk about health issues. It's going to be open forum to talk about newest types of therapies um, and refer people and help people out and do all that stuff to create this really cool community of people that are health conscious and helping each other become health conscious and holding each other accountable too. Yep. Like I'm grateful for you and sky because it's like, uh, you know, we hold each other accountable when you started doing the, those recent workouts and you're sending me those workouts. I'm like, Mike's getting jacked. Right. Right. I gotta get, (laughs) I gotta do it now. I just ordered this thing. It's going to be here. Hopefully tomorrow. I was hoping it's going to be here today, but it's, it's called base blocks. Okay. It's like, uh, it's just basically a pull-up bar and dip bar combined. Oh, sweet. But we're going to be able to do oh, like yeah. full pull-up bars. Cause I want to wake up, go out in the sun, 
and just hang, you know, fully. Just just let the sun just decompress that spine. Yeah, just get fully decompressed. Yeah. Just let that sun just marinate. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Might do it naked. Who knows? And uh, I can't. I'm looking forward to it. But I think it's a good point what you're trying to build with the, the groups in general, not just here, but online. It's that, you know, learning from each other as well. You know, you don't need to learn from a, a book, a textbook, or, or even a doctor or anyone like myself. You know, you can learn from other people. Um, and I think being open-minded and learning from experience is easier to digest that information than it is reading expensive, lengthy books. Yeah. Experience is everything. Yeah. The more clients you see, the more things that come into play. Because it's, it's so easy to think you know it all. Right. Because everybody's different. Like for most people, if they just stop eating carbs and just stop eating junk food and sugar and stuff, they'll lose fat. They'll get sure. in shape. You don't even have to go to the gym. You just have to stop eating all that shit that's just yeah. sitting in your stomach and turning into fat. Like it's not complicated. Yeah. That's why all the diets say, hey, do this, do this. You'll get in shape. You will. But then there's like an insane amount of edge cases that is not a one size fit all. And that's where true professionalism in this space comes in. You have to be, you know, someone who's open to learning new stuff. Absolutely. And that, and that's why I'm working with the trainer right now. Cause I've worked out my whole life, but I know that I'm not in the best shape. I know that I'm not the strongest. And I know that I can get better. And while I'm 31, I haven't figured it out at this point. Like why not seek someone who has, why not get guidance from somebody else? Like, yeah, I'm spending more money, but, um, I'm getting better results and I'm saving myself time and effort in the long run. Totally. Makes complete sense. I mean, that's why entrepreneurs get paid what they do. <laughs> they don't try to become the perfect person. They hire someone to build their website. Right, they hire right, someone right. to do the SEO. They hire someone to produce the product. They hire someone to do the research. They hire someone to do the manual labor. And then they all just put it together, you know, and then you're Elon Musk. <laughs> no, Elon that's Musk. It. Someone asked me recently if there was one person that or like one or two people that you would love that put it this way that if they came to you you would just like freak out in excitement almost like you would get like celebrity shock i say this because like i i'm like pretty chill like i'm never really gone like celebrity shock around people but if elon musk was there you'd fanboy i'd fanboy that's elon bro that'd be crazy He's, would he be your number one podcast guest he's your, i don't he's know. your white whale I don't even know if I'd want to have him on the podcast because I don't want to do him a disservice. <laughs> <laughs> He's at Rogan's level. Yeah, he needs to not spend his time with me. Yeah, you know? <laughs> <laughs> He's got to be figuring out the problems of the world. For sure. Well, hey, man, he might have gallbladder issues and you can give him some insight. Yeah, you can put a neural yeah, link he, in he my gallbladder. He doesn't look healthy. I got to tell you what. That yeah, guy, is, that. his skin is basically see-through. He, he does not look like a healthy guy. When you look at the Neuralink, apparently that's going to go into people soon based on his recent speech. And it's going to essentially help people that have certain issues where they, you know, like they're paralyzed or like. Even it's amazing. In, it's honestly amazing. Even stuff. in the future, it's going to potentially help restore vision. Yeah. Which is amazing because like someone that doesn't have vision, like everyone says, oh, I wouldn't do that. Like, you know, what's going on? If you don't have vision, you're probably going to. You're, you're, you're pretty open to you'll some new that. stuff. Yeah. 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 yeah I, I mean, I don't, this, this is way over, this kind of stuff is way over my pay grade. That's for sure. Robot. Will I mean, they're basically the, putting a computer in certain areas of your brain. 
What does your brother think about this, Jones? Yeah, that's a good question. Ask him about it. Robot surgeries. Well, a lot, a lot of surgeries are robotic now. Like people, when they get a knee replacement, it's robotic surgery. Yeah, it's like a hand controlling the robot. Yeah, you're just sitting there like playing. So surgeons like using a robot to do surgery. That's common now. Well, it's also interesting with flight simulators. Like flight simulators are so accurate that you can learn how to fly a plane from a flight simulator. It's wild. I mean, computers, computers, man. But are we going to start turning into computers? We already are. <laughs> we just, I just don't compute them. You know, <laughs> my compute isn't there. Yeah. I, I, that's interesting what the Neuralink will bring. Cause then like, can you do, can you start implanting those chips in other areas of the body? I don't see why not. Uh, I mean, he's focusing on the brain. Can you do that on the heart for people with chronic heart issues? I don't know. Isn't that a, don't they have those machines for that anyways? Well, I'm pretty sure the idea is that it would always be in the brain because that a lot of the issues that are really control center, the really effed up ones are just due to like synapses, not connecting or certain areas in the brain. Again, I don't know what I'm talking about, but I'm talking about like, generally speaking that everything happens in our, in our heads. You can't live without your head. You can live without your arm. You can live without your leg. You can't live without your right. head. So it's like connecting like the, the nerves between the spinal canal all the way up into the medulla obligata <laughs> and making sure those things are talking correctly. Yeah. Forward. One thing I like to um, go back to is like detecting that stress within yourself. If, if you just don't know how to figure it out, I've come to find that for me, waking up and going immediately to the ice bath helps me know how stressed I am by the length of time it takes me to get into the ice bath mm. because I, if I'm more stressed, I will sit there and have all these excuses of why I shouldn't do this, why this is, I need to get to work. I need to do this. Or I'm thinking all these other things rather than just doing this act for two minutes and getting it over and done with, uh, this past week I've been working on just like the discipline part of that and just as well as other things to get me through the stress I was feeling. And towards the end of the week, I was just up and in the ice bath, no thoughts. It was just like pound the chest, get in. But in the beginning of the week, it was way tougher. It was mm. sit there for three minutes, just telling myself like, why am I doing this? It was cold outside. I'm like, you know, there's every excuse in the book. But then as the week went on, the stress levels in myself seemed to go down. It was easier for me to just wake up and get right in. Now, do you do meditation and breath work or do you just do breath work? Like, what do you distinguish as the difference? Because I feel like that's a great way to know how stressed you are as well. If you go to yeah. meditate and your mind is like bouncing a million different directions, that's going to tell you like 100%. you're operating at a higher stress level, right? Yeah, 100%. I think those go hand in hand as well. You know, I'll, I'll warm up with the breath work and within that time, of where you're doing the exhale and you're in that retention period where you're, you do the exhale and you're holding your breath in that same, in that period is when as well, how many thoughts are rushing through your head or how at peace are you Mm. when the rooster's crowing, it's spiking my stress, you know, when he's not, it's chill. And I'm, I can keep that focus pretty narrow and there's not too many thoughts invading. Um, for me, you know, I'm, I'm balancing the breath work, followed by the meditation. So I'm not dedicating as much time to the meditation part, more so just focused on the breath work mm-hmm. to get me into the ice bath. Cause that's kind of acting as my meditation part. 
So I'll do the breath work and then I get in and that's where I'm trying to just really clear the head. Yeah. And another part of it is too, if I'm more stressed and I go in that ice bath, I'll know how stressed I am judging by the thoughts of how dark they are. Mm. A dark thought I have in the ice bath, if I'm really stressed is I can't stop imagining myself being tossed into the middle of like the Antarctic ocean where it's absolutely freezing. I have no escape and I'm just going to die in the cold. And that's, when I'm stressed, I'll have that thought in the ice bath, even though I can get out. It's just like my mind goes there. If I'm not stressed, it's like peaceful. And like Dang, all I think about when I get in there is <laughs> damn. Dude. All I think about is <laughs> how soon can I get out of this thing? <laughs> That's all I think about, uh, which is a normal thought, you know, but it could indicate a level of stress. And just from my experience doing it daily, you know, it's like when it's really easy is times when I know I'm happy. Like I had a great day with my girl and, the homies and we ate good and I'm in there. And so it's almost like more like mental fortitude. Yeah. Like how strong can you get through the difficult part is judged by how stressed you are. Mm. So when you're more stressed, you have less mental fortitude. Yeah. If you're stressed and you're rushing out the door and you drop your keys, you're pissed for no reason, just because you dropped your keys. And you're right. Right. That. So true. If you're chill and you walking out the door and you drop something, you're like, oh, well, pick it up. Well, and- it's interesting that like 99, and I don't know if this is a statistic, but like, 99% of accidents happen when you're stressed oh, or when you're yeah. rushing. Mm. Like, oh. Have you ever been driving really fast in a car and you just like kind of fuck up? You're like, oh shit. Like, I could have went south real quick. Or you're like not completely paying attention because you got a text that made you like think about something else. And you're like trying to address it right now. And like you're, you're not focusing. Like that's when you make mistakes. Right. It's not when you're calm, cool, and collected. Right, right. Because a lot of things can go wrong when you're calm, cool, and collected. And you're just like, mm, it's a damn good day, baby. Like, nothing's going to burrow this storm. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, Sky, do you think because of your experience with the ice bath, you're so experienced now that you are more in tune with your body during that experience? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I think that's why I can attribute any of what my mind is thinking during it to how stressed outside of that moment I am or stressed through the week because I've done it when I'm relaxed. I've done it when I'm stressed. I've done it where I'm somewhere in between. So like I said, if I get taken to that dark place where my only thought is me being dumped into the middle of the Antarctic, that's how I know I'm absolutely. Mm. So basically because you've done it so many times that the ice acts as a hundred X multiplier towards whatever you're feeling at the moment. Yes. Yeah. It's the teacher. It will tell you. That's what Wim says. You know, the ice will teach you. (sighs) I love Wim, but that's, that's how I feel about chiropractic as well. Cause when I work with people who stay really, really consistent, they get such better results and they become much more in tune with their body. Um, cause there's a lot of people who come in really unhealthy and I can find all sorts of, whether it's trigger points, tight muscles, um, one shoulder lower and the other head tilts, like all this crazy stuff. And I can find that in the spine. And you guys know that when I've worked with you, right? Like I'll press onto something and I'll be like, Oh, do you feel that? And you'll start squirming like an earthworm. Right. But a lot of Stay people are, a lot, a lot of people are so unhealthy. They don't feel those imbalances in their body, but as they stay consistent with chiropractic care, they start to be more in tune with their body know when they're out of alignment, know when they're stressed, right? And that's what I'm noticing more at the new clinic that I'm in is where we're seeing people more frequently. We're getting better results and people are getting more in tune with their body. 
And when you're more in tune with your body and you have like an occasional tequila, next thing you know, you feel it so much different than when you're not as in tune, right? Like if you're, if you introduce poison into your body when you're a super healthy person, you really notice it. Yeah. Yeah. You, you feel the the negative effects and that's probably why, like you said in the beginning, I like going out partying as much because the next day just is so miserable. And then the day after that's even miserable. You know, if I go out on a Saturday, like Sunday's awful, but then Monday's also kind of shitty. You know, playing catch up. Something that I've adopted and I'm pretty proud of myself for doing this. And I think everyone should think about this too, is it's never too late to stop fucking up. And what I mean is, let's say you're trying not to drink. Sometimes I'll order a drink, like I'll be out and I'm like, I didn't even really want to go out, but like I'm out. And next thing you know, I got this like really heavy, like double drink in my hand and I drink it. I'm like, I don't even want to drink this. You know, just because you ordered the drink doesn't mean you have to finish the drink. Mm. Does that make sense? Like it's never too late to, you know, turn off the Xbox and walk away. You don't have to finish the game because you just started. So you're saying like, just because I spent 15 bucks on this drink doesn't mean I got to <laughs> chug it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's basically yeah, saying like, like, you already effed up by buying it. You yeah. don't need to double F up by finishing yeah. it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You bought the gallon of ice cream. You don't got to eat it all in one bite. Great example. <laughs> you don't have to. You can just throw it out and say, I fucked up. <laughs> yeah, I like that type of accountability, you know, more so than. It's embarrassing. Finishing. You feel like an idiot, but at the same time, you wake up feeling way better. Your bank account got, got hurt and hopefully yeah. you learned a lesson. I think it's that mental stress though, that people struggle with is that being like all in or all out, right? Like it's hard to, it's hard to like party here and there, but also be really, really healthy. You know what I mean? Cause they're so opposing, but like, again, if you're like Brian Johnson, who we talked about last time, like you're taking a hundred supplements a day, you're spending like six hours a day trying to like reverse your aging. Like that's going to mentally stress you out. Like if you're worried about every little ingredient in your food, like you're going to mentally stress yourself out. And unless it's your hobby, unless you like, unless you love it, like that guy loves it. it. Yeah. He he chose this life. Right. You know, it's probably really stressful for someone who's going through chemo. Like that's stressful. They don't want to be doing that shit. You know, they're spending all this time doing this shit, measuring all this stuff. But that guy's like, he's getting Johnson out, you know? (laughs) I, I just think for your average person, everybody wants to have energy, be healthy, like feel healthy, look, healthy look good um but we also want to have fun and enjoy life and i feel like a lot of times energy to be able to enjoy life yeah and a lot of people their energy has just been tanking over the years the older you get the harder it is to have that energy and what's crazy too is that i'm so excited about this world and what damn good day is doing within it is because there's so much it's like fitness anyone can become a fitness guru and start teaching people fitness because there's always a millions of people that need to get in better shape yeah Everyone needs to feel better and get get their body feeling good. It's just such a noble cause and profession to be in. I love it. Like, I love feeling better because I've always felt so shitty. And when I feel so shitty, it sucks. Everything sucks. When my gut's not working, when my body's not in alignment, I don't want to talk to anyone. I'm not, like, sexually excited. I'm like, fuck this. I feel terrible. I'm just, like, not stoked. And it's tough when you're a very social person and people are inviting you places and you have to say no. So I think like what we need to do is just make sure that our bodies 
are these vehicles and that these vehicles are fueled and are ready to go when the good times call. Right. And when the good times do come, yeah. you can still have fun. Mm-hmm. You just don't have to assassinate your body. Right. right. <laughs> it's just that simple. Get that on a t-shirt there. But no, it's a good, it's a good point though. I mean, I, I, I just thought of that Burt Kreischer uh, podcast where he was like, I will never not drink. He's like, I'll make sure my body's always good to drink. That's just what made me think of that. Yeah, well, it's so nice. When you crack a beer after, you know, six, seven o'clock comes around, and that's a vibe. It's just a really different energy when you crack that beer. Same thing with a cigar. Like, if you smoke a cigar by yourself, it's a completely different vibe than when you smoke a cigar with someone else. Mm-hmm. When you smoke a cigar on the water, it's a different vibe than when you're smoking a cigar with your dog, you know? It's like the same thing when you drink a green juice in the morning and it's not just kidding. <laughs> Juices, that's something I still haven't gotten behind. Like I still haven't. The juicing? When I drink a juice, I'm, I'm not like, mm, that was so amazing and I feel yeah. nourished. and nutri- I still am just like, shit, when's breakfast? Right. Yeah, it's not really going to fill you up. It's also high in sugar too. So if you're someone who's sensitive to that with their blood sugar, that may not be the best thing for you. Yeah. So maybe that's you. Maybe that's me. Maybe that's all of us. Fight them demons. Fight them demons. But it's never too late to quit bad habits. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. I think every, I think that's like a great gist of this episode is whatever you're doing right now in your life, whatever problem in your relationship, at work, at home, with your diet, it's never too late to turn off the Xbox and walk away. <laughs> you know, you don't have to continue a bad decision because you've already done it twice or three times like you can just stop right now yeah and you can be happy and reward yourself and thank yourself and feel good about yourself for doing that instead of being oh i screwed up already i'm just a screw up hey i screwed up and i got back on track i'm human you right. know what i mean i think people just need to fix that part like it's okay to make a change now thank you who you were yesterday is not who you are today and then you start to believe in yourself because negative self-talk is is one of the hardest things to ever become happy, healthy, and successful. Yeah. Do you ever suffer from negative talk to yourself? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes for sure. I feel like, like you're talking about with the community aspect, I feel like that's super helpful for that because if you're around other people with the like-mindedness of like, I'm just trying to be better each day. I'm trying to improve my health. I'm not trying to be perfect necessarily, but you know, I'm trying to do better. Right. And when we all get together, we do all these different things that I don't do when I'm by myself, I don't ice bath. I don't cold shower at home. I'm not like, you know, I do a lot of the same stuff, but not to the degree when we're here and we're all doing it together. What about you, Sky? Uh, What was the question? You ever talk like really bad to yourself? Oh, definitely. Uh, Yeah, for sure. If, uh, if I'm not giving enough time to myself, I can fall into that, you know, and especially, having girlfriend, friends, family, like, uh, I'm pretty big on taking on their problems into me. So then I'll just talk negatively to myself as if like all their problems are mine and I'm dealing my problems and theirs together. So I, I, for me, it comes down to like having a really dialed in morning routine. So I'm giving myself the time to be alone with myself and talk positively, have positive thoughts, game plan and focus on that. And you know, that kind of ties into with what I've been doing this week, just giving myself that time in the morning to just only be by myself and my thoughts and kind of analyze those 
negative things I would say to myself. Why am I saying that? Why are these popping into my head? But you can't really do that unless you're giving yourself your time. Right. Love that. Negative self-talk will just ruin you in business. Definitely. Yeah. Because if you don't believe in yourself, no one's going to believe in you. And the second you start shifting the mindset to, I can do this. I am this. I am actually like really freaking good at this. Like I can help this person. Your whole life can change financially. Mm -hmm. It's just believing, especially in sales, like shit. Like you go for these big sales jobs. It's like, you got to have so much confidence in yourself. Which is tough because a lot of sales jobs have these like intense interviews where you have to like pitch a product and you're like pitching a product to some like mock pitch and your heart's racing. But if you believe in yourself and you're confident, you can walk into pretty much anywhere and you know, be it until you become it. I love the stories where people like get jobs that require a college degree and they just say they have a college degree and they still get the job. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I definitely don't think college is necessary nowadays. You can learn so much outside of it yeah uh, i'm definitely grateful for my formal education but at the same time like a lot of health and wellness like you'll learn nowadays with podcasts with groups with courses like you can really accelerate your learning whereas you know my chiropractic degree took three and a half years to get like that was a lot of time and on that note it's almost 1 30 you know what that means that means recovery Sunday is about to begin. Get in the cold. Damn good day, baby. We got chiropractic, Football. ice plunge. Getting adjusted today. Sauna. We're getting adjusted. We're going to eat steaks. We're going to do breath work. We're going to meditate. And uh, we're going to watch some football. Let's go, baby. Thank you guys for it. tuning into the Damn Good Day Show. We're going to be doing more episodes with Dr. Mike Parzak as he is one of our featured instructors for the Damn Good Day Show. And uh, as always, for everyone that listens to this, we appreciate you. I really appreciate you. Like anytime someone messages me with the podcast, I get so happy and so grateful. And uh, let's let's get healthy and let's live a great life. So until next time, let's get in that cold, baby. <laughs> <laughs>